Hey guys, and welcome to Podcast Podcast, the premier podcast of the Podcast Podcast Network. I say that as a goof. It's like a Hollywood hand goof, sort of a goof. I don't know that show. Yeah, the cold goof is you have a very small kind of podcast that is really for you and for your friends and it's very culty in, in its listenership and you act like you are just salesman tie marketing the fuck out of it in the most like corporate way possible i like it so you like make a podcast network it's a shingle you know what i mean you take it very oh seriously God, that is so funny. it's a very cute goof in there i realized very sincerely there are people who take that goof that I do in every context extremely seriously when I do that and think that I'm just like yeah I'm kind of a superstar and it's so nice to meet you you know we're just we're all in this club of just being great superstar podcast clubs I have a couple hundred listeners you've got a couple hundred thousand listeners we're like the same <laughs> I'm serious that's adorable oh my god okay so now you know where that goof is that I do at the beginning of every episode. I what realize I don't so explain things to you. You don't. Unless we get podcast, which is like my truth serum. I tell these people everything. It's true. You do. It's like a cult. <laughs> 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 which is hilarious because you really want to see the Tom Cruise and I really want to see it. Katie. The arrangement. Katie Holmes. It's called The Arrangement, and Sam is dying I'm to see it. I really want to see it. Hey, everybody. I'm Katie Holmes. And I'm... Tom Cruise. Destined to rule this world through Scientology. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Tom. <laughs> I'm divorcing you. Nobody comment on my height. <laughs> I am a beautiful man, and there must be silence in order for me to record. I'm Veronica. All right, Kieran in Cinderheart says, Hey, Podcast Podcast. And finally, what can you never leave home without keys, wallet, phone? K P W. You gotta check, you gotta double check, you gotta check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. <clears throat> what can I never leave home without? Um. Oh, and a Star Trek cookie. I always wear Star Trek cookies everywhere. It's it's so much, Sam. It's a lot. Well, like, you need to have more in rotation than just the two. Because this... Okay, well, then the three. Uh-huh. Because you wear it so frequently that the sleeves are double the size. That they, Like, the hole in the sleeves are double the size. So it's more like a Star Trek robe yeah. now than it is... A hoodie. I really overdo it on hoodies. And the thing is, everything else about the way I dress is very professional. And then it's extremely undercut by a very teenage-ish sort of thing that I project out about myself. And then he'll even do it on hot days. All the time. And like, he'll come over to my office and be like, you ready to go to lunch? Dripping with sweat. And I'm like, take off your hoodie. But I got some Star Trek swag that I'm ripping. No one cares. <laughs> I care. And the future perfect world in which I live. You know, they wore gross uniforms that became very smelly on Star Trek. And I just suffered a lot with the people I that I love. As a person that as a person that is that is marrying a person that has phantosmia, I think that you'd be more... Uh, Am I stinky at work? I always tell you when your sweaters get stinky. Well, I I, mean, I wash them very frequently. Yeah, you do. 
I'm just saying. Well, I'm sorry to have been a bad and negligent partner. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I will. I'm just saying, I thought that you might be a little more. I will forgo my childish things and let go of my comfort blanket <laughs> and attempt to face the world. Don't do a lot it. Without it. I, I don't know. I don't know who I am without you. I sing to the hoodie in the morning and I say, all I know is that I should. <laughs> and I put it in the washing machine and I say, because this will never love you like I would. I don't understand. I've been very lyrical in my speech lately. You have been really difficult in your speech <laughs> recently. <laughs> I'm just living the Hollywood handbook lifestyle. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's the point. The whole thing is that you just become an asshole and care about your own jokes. (laughs) Except in a very particular way. I'm sorry, guys. Hollywood Hound looks great. It's on the... uh, Don't listen to it. He's trying to make me listen so many times. And it's just... I've given up. I gave up, like, really quickly. Yeah. You say so many times. I tell you that I appreciated it, and that's as far as I want to go. I don't have any expectation that you'll like it or want to listen to it. Yeah. Like, at least three times you had me listen to it. And each time, you were in the car cracking up. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, what's funny? I don't get it. Uh Uh-huh. It was just weird. Hey, podcast podcasts. Oh, what can I never leave home without? Um, a debit card, a credit card, a driver's license, um, and now in the Trump administration, a social security card and birth certificate, and a uh, cell phone. Mm-hmm. Can't wait until Trump is gone and leave all oh of my, my important documents God, back yeah. at home. So... That, that'll be great. We're reading some things lately that Democrats should in 2018 run on an impeachment platform and then yeah. specifically have whoever are going to be Speaker of the House be looked at as a possible soon POTUS. Uh, I don't know. It's too much for me to take on right now. I'm really busy. Well, I'm I too mean, busy to be Speaker maybe of the your, House. Maybe your country needs you. Okay, fine. <laughs> you're like, what's his face? Rex Tillerson's, you're my Rex Tillerson's wife or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or she's like, see, I told you, God still has a plan for you. Yeah. You gotta yeah. go out there. <laughs> and then he's just, every, every time, I hate my fucking life. I, I didn't want to be here. I wasn't even supposed, supposed to be, be here, here today. today. <laughs> Guys. That's Rex Tillerson every day. No. Our fucking government is clerks. Clerks. <laughs> oh, Guys. I've never seen it before. No. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no, I've seen clerks. I'm oh. saying, have I never seen Rex Tillerson as that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. No. Our entire government is clerks. Wow. It's, it's reminding me, I need to do my skit that I had planned. Do you remember that? No. Okay. Should I just go into it now? No. Because I'm about to ask, I'm about to ask a question. Okay. No, I'm I'm so kidding. Go into your skit. What is it? Okay, well, since we're doing the stream of consciousness, you got to be forgiving if I need to remember things. Okay. So, we're in a land. It's called America. <laughs> Far away, and the Sultan of America walks down the road, and, and he's identifiable from his very stupid Sultan hat. So he's walking down his dumb hands. He is a small person inside and out, and. All he wants to do is play with his toys. And he's sitting there, stacking things up, getting them just how they want, delighting and giggling over the retweets he's getting on his toys when his advisor walks in. And he goes, Sultan, you need to rule the country. And he goes, Steve, lighten 
up. You gotta play, man. Look at all the retweets this one got. Check it out. And then the advisor, unamused, hits his staff on the ground and says, look into the staff, my sultan. And the sultan, with his dumb hat, looks into the microwave on top of the advisor's <laughs> staff and says, I must ban all Muslims. And then we hear this, Rah! ban all Muslims, period, from the parrot on the sultan. <laughs> <laughs> Make American great again, period. <laughs> Here, as the parrot parrots what the Sultan says. Then, later, <clears throat> below, the, <laughs> the Sultan's daughter sits there and says, I know that they just think I'm supposed to find a, a, a thing to run and, and to ruin, but they, they, just, they just can't control my... My destiny. I want to. I want to. I want to do my own thing. And then someone comes up. This handsome, charming prince from this faraway place that no one has ever heard of until recently, but sounds so magical. And this guy just is too much to believe. This prince named Trudeau says, "But you, I can show you the world. It can be so much more than you're letting it be." And then this says, "You don't know her like I do. Buy her makeup!" Roars her tiger. <laughs> She is a gem, and you don't treasure her enough. <laughs> the daughter says, Kelly, it's okay. Kelly Ann, it's fine. <laughs> Let me go. And Trudeau takes her out and says, I can show you the world. Universal health care. <laughs> On my little <laughs> platform, right? A whole new world. Having ethics and government. <laughs> oh, a fantastic point of view. And then she pushes him off the carpet and tries to kill him and tries to kill her dad around the country and everything's fucked up. But anyways, that's, that's far as far I've gotten in my speech. Maybe I'll tell more stories from <laughs> this uh, hypothetical I, America. Hypothetical America slash Aladdin. And I what's their world? Al, 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 what's the world in Alibaba. How can we say America in kind of like make it Alibaba ish, America Baba or something. Uh, Prince Trudeau, something I'm something, America Playboy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I need more sleep to be. Okay, so that's my skit, people. I hope you enjoyed seeing these horrible, villainous people in front of this. And, and by the way, I don't buy into the hype that. Um, uh, Ivanka is anything but complicit in the horribleness of it. Mm -hmm. It's just funny to imagine her trying to be a, a Jasmine character, trying to be more independent, and this fierce tiger trying to defend her from everything about mm -hmm. the outside world. Mm -hmm. No. Every, every, every person you described except for Justin Trudeau is uh, treasonous and should should die. Yeah. And this whole new Canada place, I mean, I feel like it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Someone wished it into existence. It's too it's perfect true. for this world to have suddenly been there all along. No, yeah. no one's heard of it until now. No. I hear they have pancakes. I don't know. Flappy Jackies. Hey, Podcast Podcast, in honor of your recent family vacay, who's your favorite? Ooh, clearly a Canadian. Disney princess. Favorite villain. Go on, Samuel. Tell, tell. 
Who's your favorite Disney princess? You know, I'm not sure on that princess thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm, let me think about this. My favorite Disney princess? Oh, I know. It's Ariel, the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I fucking rode that ride, like, no less than four times. (laughs) Oh, the best way to do the California Adventure Disneyland uh, Ariel ride is just to dance your heart out during the Under the Sea. The whole musical number, you gotta be moving in your clamshell. I think it's the whole way to do it. Yeah, I don't understand how people weren't. I kind of thought that was just what she did. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's basically a ride sing-along. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect in every way. Uh, favorite villain? Maleficent. Oh, yeah. A strong runner-up is Ursula. Yeah. They're both really great. They're both very good. Mm-hmm. I feel like they might be the same person. One on, one on land and one on <laughs> sea. Go on. Who's your favorite Disney princess? I'm still lo- I still don't know. You don't think it's Belle? Maybe. It's probably Belle. It's I, I'm I'm not I want I don't want to put princesses in your mouth here, yeah. but if I had to choose one for you, I'd say Sam. Independent wants to go on adventures, loves reading, loves to read, and and also is from a town that does not feel like it's correct for her mm-hmm. and needs to leave in sort of a, a way that I really understand and believe mm-hmm. too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, is very caring, but only because she wants to, not because she feels like she has to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, okay, and favorite villain. I really love Maleficent. Yeah. I don't really know that there are other villains. I love that she has been a part of uh, imagination in sort of Western culture for centuries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. so long. And I also love that she's been a fairy in that lore for mm-hmm. all that time. So she's one that I like to imagine has been a part of like literature and the human experience for that long as, as sort of a, this, this very interesting, very... Um, powerful, very, very unique sort of villain. Yeah. That's sort of nature, ethereal, mysterious. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like the uh, Angelina Jolene Maleficent live action movie. Oh, me too. I Loved think it. it is such a beautiful retelling. I love the extremely high fidelity remakes live action ones lately. The Cinderella and the Beauty and the Beast ones. I, mm-hmm. I both think were just a ton of fun. They're just, they're just really great. But I also love the completely doing their own thing reimaginings that Maleficent was. I think it was, it was really beautiful. For sure. I agree. Okay. Next And question. I love how it was so much um, female power in it in a way in a way that was so yeah. unique. Yeah. And there was there was this patriarchy that was so evil and oppressive. It just had to come down. In a real world way. And it was so <clears> real <throat> in that way. I loved seeing that. Yeah, it was really terrible. <laughs> what no not the movie the, the patriarchy yes I, I understand hey podcast podcast hey podcast podcast see he wrote it in there so to say it <laughs> twice that's the rules would you rather know you're going to die no would you rather know how you're going to die or when you're going to die interesting question how I think so too and then I'd avoid it like the plague yeah. What if what if they're like you die because you stop breathing? Motherfuck. How do you avoid right. that? Or I feel like in the how you kinda of get the your last minute is one of horror and dark realization in a way that the when sort of isn't. Cause Ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because in the how it's like you've put it out of your mind, you've kinda of forgotten about it, you've been very careful, and then suddenly there's the last spinning wheel, uh what's it called sewing there's the last sewing machine there 
and you in a trance have to put your finger on it and you pricked your finger on your 16th birthday oh interesting okay but what if the what if how you're going to die is surrounded by friends and family <laughs> then like you're like no one fucking then over. when it's the zombie apocalypse and they rip you apart as one of them is still slightly human but still doing it oh you see you see the person in their eyes see but the... i feel like if you know how how it actually ends up happening irl is a is very dark and with oh, an extreme moment of real realization as you're like over the edge of the cliff. So you're strong, you'd rather know when. I think when kind of empowers you to do things. I still think that there's a lot of um, impulsive or bad behavior that can arise from, from not using that knowledge responsibly. But I, I think that you, there's some acceptance that you, you get. And then you realize you're going to die tomorrow. And you're like, well, fuck. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm, I'm a strong how okay. on that one. Um, all right. What's your thought process behind that? I would just like to know how I would die. So, well, I mean, one is that if it's a murder or something, like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Texas and gun up. Cause if I'm gonna get murdered, I'm gonna go out like guns a blazing, man. Have you ever had this sleep sensation? I, I think they call it sleep terrors. Where you no. you are awake but you're asleep and you can't never. move, but you know of that, right? I know what you're talking about, but I've never had that. There's a lot of people in my family who have oh that, God. and I have had it once or twice. And since it, there's other people in my family that have sometimes done that, it's very believable that I've really experienced it. Um, but it's 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 intense. Um, but like I, I was just imagining, what if it's the house and it's dying in your sleep, and then you're in like a sleep terror version oh of your my sleep. God. What if, what if your how is that you die in space? Oh, that'd be so great. Oh my god, I'd love that. You know, that's actually one of my greatest fears, is to be disconnected from my space station and to be floating out for minutes. Yeah. Just watching. I would be so Every, Everything that you know and everyone that you love and being out of contact with any of it, and you are just... You're, you're on your way to just like disintegrate you're and become part back to the universe. Of achievement that is so challenging and important and significant in you this don't universe. Know that. For escaping the planet of which you were you were born to. You, you Donald Trump might have a cannon thing. and stick you out. If I get into space, it's a marvel of some human engineering, whether the orange shipper exile or like lights the fuse. That doesn't mean that doesn't diminish. The beautifulness of, of, of a cannon capable of getting you alive into space. Fair. There's some marvel of human achievement. I'm also terrified that it might be like fruit. You <laughs> <laughs> die of embarrassment after choking on a sunflower seed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. What if it's murder? And someone. No. I would know. But see, here's the thing, is that, like, I would know, and then I would try to murder that person, but then they would murder me first. It's a defensive thing. Like, yeah. they would never in a million years have killed you, because of course yeah, they wouldn't, course. because they really do love you. But, yeah. you Sam. like, and you've got this great plan uh -huh. to do it painlessly, to just end it, to end the cycle before it begins. But it just, Romeo and Juliet wakes up with the poison, already drunk a little too late. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're saying, what I think I'm saying, is you choose the how, and shit gets fucked. 
yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wanted. I, I need I, now in in all legitimacy. I I really do not want. To, ow! Sorry, I forgive if it doesn't feel good for you. It feels great for me. That hurts for me a lot. Some people don't like hand jobs. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I neither want to know how or when. I don't want to know either of those things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go up. All right. Hey, podcast podcast. What's the worst coffee you've ever had? Oh, well, I once drank uh, out of a coffee cup that was my grandpa's uh, tobacco spit Ugh, cup. Yeah. That was the worst. But out of real coffee, probably a McDonald's burnt-ass coffee. Yeah. So I'm making up for the last time of coffee. I was raised Mormon, so coffee was, was right up there with... Anything, anything that was off-limits to Sam as a Mormon, he has just... Like, I'm having all the sex I want... <laughs> I'm having all the beer I want. I'm having all the caffeine I want. Yeah. I'm having all the naughty thoughts that I want. I'm having all of the voting Democrat that I want. Heck, sometimes I even throw in a swear. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what else you do. He's having all the beard he wants. (laughs) Yeah, I just enjoy the things that I enjoy. And coffee is one of them, so I, I enjoy it quite a bit. But, I mean, I think what's most dissatisfying of cup coffee, there's bad coffee, and that's fine to me. It becomes just, okay, I'm suffering for caffeine at that point, and I, it's, I don't even count as coffee. When it's truly bad coffee is when I have some expectation that it's going to be fine, and then it's, like, lukewarm, leaning cold. And You know what I mean? You yeah. think you're going to be able to get coffee, and then it's just, like, not in the drinkable state that you want. Then that's the worst cup of coffee for me, because then you're like, fuck. You still drink it every single bit because you can't. No, I throw it out. I just drink everything. Oh, wait. Go down. You missed one. Oh, never mind. Uh, and then Mizzle did a gif of Moana. Appreciated. Maybe she's your favorite Disney princess. I do love her. I think she is fabulous. She's I great. I think it's Belle. Uh, hey, Podcat Podcast. At Matthew Morris would like to know... How big is too big? How big is too big, Veronica? I don't know. I feel like regular donuts are too big. <laughs> like half a donut's fine. Yeah. Or like two donuts. You two donut holes. I feel like you've kind of really warmed up to some donuts sometimes. No. Used to be no donuts ever, but I feel like you sometimes have some good donut experiences lately. No, I had one good experience at. You've had Ram- two. No, at Randy's Donuts, I really enjoyed, like, okay, so at Randy's Donuts in California, we went and bought boxes of donuts, and I tried a bite of a bunch of different donuts. I liked one, uh-huh. and that was it. And then I recently tried to buy that same kind of donut here, and it wasn't the same, and I didn't like it. Really? You also, at the library, were surprised that you, there was a cakey kind of donut that you really liked. Yeah, but that, like, I like cake donuts, but I don't like donuts. Yeah, but I mean like your donut experiences went to never ever and I always dislike them and I'm always disappointed people think I like them to a couple of times I've really enjoyed myself but it's rare in between I don't really know what it is when I when I like it and sometimes I like it. Yeah, it's almost like I'd rather not have a donut because it might disappoint. It's sure. probably going to yeah. disappoint me. Yeah, I, I do disagree with that and I think that you and the donut game don't get along too, too well but it is interesting that there are those little oasises where you really like like it could be great. If I'm hungry, I'll eat anything. I think you've sometimes enjoyed yourself with donut more than I thought you would have when you told me that you hated donuts. I don't like donuts. You don't. But I'm surprised at how much sometimes you do that since you really enjoy yourself when you have them. 
Uh, okay, how big is too big, Sam? I mean... Excelsior class? Excelsior is great. That's the perfect ship complement of 700. And they move away from that when they go to the city in the, in the stars. So you're right, the galaxy class is too big. Because 1,111, then we're getting families and we're getting civilians. And they had a very optimistic version of what the galaxy was and could be. Like we learn in Next Gen, they were naive in that. And there is hardship and there is sacrifice that's required to keep freedom free and to keep people safe uh, in space. So, yeah, the, the galaxy class is too big. Excelsior and Sovereign, you get that perfect 700 number for a capital ship. That's right like that. Perfect. Good good call. Good call on that. I, I only know Also, this. it's kind of obnoxious that the second Death Star is like 100 times bigger than the first Death Star. Yeah. Isn't that kind of annoying? That's too much. It's it's a little dumb. It's It's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. So, second Death Star, too big. Too big. I love that it's the size of a moon the first time. I um, love that it's like a whole like planetary thing. That's great. Why do you have to 100 times that? It with like no other tactical advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also the droid, uh, what's his name? Uh, K2. K2. Yeah. Uh, too big. He's too tall. Oh, I didn't even see his dick. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey podcast podcast if you could would you yes i would you would i would okay do you sometimes regret that the nature of your life is that you wouldn't right now or you couldn't right now no so you don't regret anything about the path but if the path was different I mean, sure. It just, it depends. I don't know, like, how do you even become an assassin? <laughs> like, I don't know. You're, you're reminding me right now of the Rick and Morty assassin guy who's just like, gosh, I sure love killing. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. I, I don't know. There's just, I got a list, man. I'm, I'm very Arya Stark on this. Here's my business card. I love it. Call me anytime, day or night. I really find passion in what I, what, I, what I do. Women, children, old people, disabled, anyone. Call me. I will murder them and I will have a good time doing it. You remember that guy? No. Oh. Thanks for spoiling it. You were there. <laughs> I can't help when I you sleep. I sleep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, anyways. Yeah, I would. Yeah. What about you? If you could, you would? Yeah. So, to, to my question of that... I think so. Yeah? It's tough to know for sure not being, uh, you know, in that situation because uh, you couldn't. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think you do. Uh, yeah, and I'd rule with an iron fist, man. Absolutely, I would. <laughs> You're getting pretty sleepy. Min- minute one of being president is me saying, arrest this man for treason. Well, and then hang this man from whatever tree is nearest. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say that first one doesn't sound so off today. I mean, yeah, Noel. People have attacked the fundamentals of our democracy in a way that is unacceptable. I'm just, ba- I'm just, you know, I used to really be against uh, killing people. Now, now there's a list. There's a list. Are you are you starting it with that yeah. list? Yeah. 
Definitely. I think I'm already struggling with it too. Yeah. My my list is is different than I think some people's. It has all the big beats, of course. And I, I don't for my Absolutely. list it's it's not kill. For my 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 list it's discredit and then defeat the politics of what this person represents. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I I, I do have one Bill Nye. Excuse I'm me. <laughs> Excuse me. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. I have a list too, and it is all. The, like the the usual suspects in some ways, but there's some that are a little bit more personal to me too. Like oh my god, can um, I, can I just... Jason Chaffetz and Mike Lee, for example, on my yeah. list for okay. sure. I want to talk about something else. Fuck them. Um, yeah, fuck them. Sir Patrick Stewart in Wolverine. Oh my god, oh my so god. fucking sad, guys. I cried. Logan, the movie Logan. Oh yeah, Logan. Sorry, not Wolverine. I cried so much in that movie. I cried in that movie more than I think that I cried during The Notebook. And I was very it's young when I saw The Notebook. devastatingly sad movie. Oh my I'm gosh. kind of tearing up just as a like, part of it. Whenever... We can't give... Spoiler alert. Ugh. Stop listening if you haven't seen Logan and watch Logan. And if <sighs> any bit of you survives, you come back here to us. <laughs> It's real to them. It's real. (laughs) It's real to them. Hey, it's real to me too. How dare you? Uh, Anyways. Okay, so now that we've got the spoiler people out of there, I just have to say real quickly I I cannot watch or imagine. No. I don't want to talk about it. I can't say it. Okay. Okay. I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is the thing that was more sad than that was um so in this movie patrick stewart is uh playing professor xavier so to sam patrick stewart is a father john luke picard yeah to me patrick stewart is professor xavier Uh okay and those are two very different people played by a very beloved actor right Mm -hmm. so there is a line where a guy is trying to find professor x and he's like what is it is it alzheimer's and i'm like audibly like no in the middle of the fucking theater bawling not okay with that and that is what I thought was more sad than the end Mm. it was just like too much for me to take because that is oh my gosh it makes me so upset just thinking about it but like that's my worst fear is just like not being in control of your fucking body or brain mm-hmm. or having those two be so disconnected from each other because I, I mean I, I totally kind of get that because I have fucking phantosmia that tells my body that one thing is happening and my brain absolutely believes that thing is happening and so having to like just really understand like okay that is not real you have confirmed through other people this is not a real thing that's happening. This is a hallucination. And so it's so fucking scary because your your brain is doing something that it is not supposed to be doing. And so like when that when that line was I think I think like that was the most devastating line for me to hear in that movie. A line that made you very sad too was I always remember you, I just sometimes don't recognize you. Yes. Oh it's very yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. So, um, with my phantosmia, um, I have just a, a slightly higher risk of, um, of Alzheimer's as I get older. 
And so that it's just such a very real fear for me that uh, that one day I won't like recognize uh, my kids or or you or you know my family or friends. It's very scary. Mm-hmm. So. That's a baby. I love you. <sighs> that was such a sad, sad movie. The thing that made me cry over and over again in that movie is there's sort of the idea of um, people doing things for the sake of hurting other people. And it would kind of been weighing on me heavily in my mind, too. Was, and not everyone... Uh, uh, I certainly don't mean to paint with a broad brush because there are a lot of uh, people who may have voted certain ways for, for certain reasons that, that, that may be valid to them or, or valid. Uh, but there is a certain brand of Trump voter who a part of it is how much pain Democrats feel on. Like that, that is a huge motivating thing. Yeah. Is, is, it's not because of what you believe in, it's because of who you can defeat. I get to be shitty to people who deserve to, to feel bad, and I get to help make that happen. Yeah. That's, a, a, that's a part of it to a certain sort of person. And I was thinking, and I was really sad about that. And at Logan, I was seeing a lot of that kind of happen to yeah. me. And then I was also thinking of Patrick Stewart a lot in that moment because. He is rushing to be by our, our side. So he, he's coming into this mess. He wants to be an American citizen so he can stand up to Trump. So in this this thing of people like the, vil, the, the villains of Logan really reminded me of mm-hmm. the villains of today. And yeah. to have Patrick Stewart, um, who, who is aging in, in real life, something standing up to that and, and having to be hurt by that too. Yeah. The way that other people care about are hurt, hurt by just devastated me yeah it was, it was such a such an interesting time for this movie to come out when uh, there's so much nationalism uh, just kind of washing over the country so it's really kind of crazy and then uh, I think I thought it was really cool that the uh, that the lead female character in that movie does not speak English mm-hmm. you know it's very cool it's very good yeah I love that oh yeah Okay. Anything else you want to say? Uh, oh, man. Mike McGinnis wanted to know what 150 words we would have had Sayer speak. Uh, if it were me, to be honest, I, I would hear, I would do like a series of words. One, I would do space, the final frontier. <laughs> I just think that would sound cool. Yeah. Uh, two would be roll sanity. Uh, three would be, and that's what we're gonna call it. I would. And four would be, I wish I was Veronica. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I might. If if I were to do it again, I'd probably do some sort of erotic friend fiction where Sarah is just really cannot help but tell tell me how much she's into me personally. I think it'd be very funny. Uh, uh, But you you had heard mine in in the previous episode, dear podcast listener. Um, But I do I I do say that I do kind of delight in provoking Sarah. To have to get the last word in, you know, being deliberately sacrilegious enough against the spirit of the endeavor and against Sayer enough where he has to get a little bit of Sam Brady, fuck your shit, man. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's the thing about that's so joyful about being Sayer. I, I do not think I would, uh, uh, am a person who would enjoy a BDSM relationship, but I like Sayer telling me I'm not good enough <laughs> and never will be. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh man see you later alright goodbye <laughs>